You're tuned into a special edition of the Comics Pals. Uh, we are bringing you a review of the first episode of HBO's Watchmen. Who watches the Watchmen? We do. And the millions of people who can afford the home box office. 1.5 million people tuned in to watch this on Sunday, which of course... Yeah, it seems low. I know, I know. Uh, but huh. between the fact that it's streaming, you know, so just sitting there and watching. Uh, yeah, I suppose. You know, um, the real number will probably be a lot higher as days go on. Mm. But uh, obviously a very controversial show and everyone has something to say, including us. So we're going to ju- uh, jump right into it. This is Kale and I uh, doing this for you guys. And I think... Um, I think this is going to be a good one. So, just go ahead. Sorry, before we get started, who would you characterize us as Watchmen characters? Just you and me. Oh wow. Uh, let's see. That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, you're somewhere in between Rorschach and Night Owl. That's yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I think I'm torn with you, too. <laughs> yeah. I think, for me, I think you lean a little bit more Manhattan-y. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I feel like when you say that about yourself, you you know, it's yeah. kind of weird, but... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would have said for myself, uh, yeah, a solid, solid night out. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little pudgy, kind of emotional. But you've got a little bit... A little bit of an edge, a Rorschachy edge. Yeah, when I want it. Right. So that yeah, that's that's my feeling there. Right. Um, and I I think that uh, that's a great question for the show as well. I'd love to see what everyone else has to say. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we got this first episode of Watchmen, and it definitely I'll say this up front was. Better than I was expecting it to be, and I expected it to be pretty good. Uh, I was surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, so let's let's speak on that, you know, immediately because one of the things that I really appreciated about the show is that it definitely carried over a lot of the Watchmen style, I guess. Kind of, yeah, kind of the iconography, especially like. And we'll get into this, but like there are certain moments when the tension is so high that you can see, you can almost see the nine, the nine panel grid playing out on the TV. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And another thing is that the show took a completely different angle than I would have expected. And correct me if I'm wrong; it's been a while since I've actually read Watchmen, but an angle that was not explored in the comic which was race race relations i don't feel were ever really addressed on the surface in watchmen i don't yeah i don't necessarily think they were on the surface i think uh i think the relationship between like the obvious i think to people who will really look at it i think you would make a comment about the the kid who's reading the newspaper and then the newspaper salesperson. Yeah. But I think there's there's probably also something in there with uh uh Rorschach and the therapist. Right. And that was but the like, yeah, go ahead. 
like you say, it, it that one that one especially probably what isn't on the surface. Yeah, and it, it makes me want to go back and read Watchmen to see if there was something that Damon was pulling from from the source material, or if this these were just his ideas. And his ideas for this series, I gotta say, just off the first episode, are really ambitious. I mean, he again the race angle. the The episode starts off really hot with uh, a, a, a very, very uncomfortable sequence, mm. and you're gripped from the word go, uh, and it, and it just is depicting a a, a bombing. And a, and a raid of a, of, a, of a black town. And this is the thing that really happened. I know that. I don't know all the exact details. I, I, I don't... I, I read about it, but I don't recall. But this is a real event. And I love that it was tied to that real event. How did that scene work for you? You know, I... I, it, I, I can't say much other than I think it, it did. I think I think the message that you know it that scene in particular really sets up and and conveys is this you know this show is gonna be I, it's gonna be brutal it's gonna be and it's gonna tackle some stuff that's gonna make you real uncomfortable yeah <laughs> um, and I think the fact that it it does it does that and not only does it but takes it from a real event and then centers it centers the rest of the show i don't know if the rest of the show is necessarily in tulsa uh but the rest of the show is definitely in oklahoma so you know the fact that it still centers the rest of the show in oklahoma that area you know is still rife with you know, uh, racial, um, tension. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this was intentional and I don't know if I'm the only person who, you know, felt this way, but there was a particular shot where one of the members of, I guess the KKK runs Mm. by with like a shotgun or whatever it was. And he has a cape and I understand that that is a part of the, you know the the gown the gown that they wear, sure. but in that moment, it made me feel like, wow, there that's a superhero. Not like, oh yes, I I'm 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 with that. The, it's the visual clue, yeah, right. And at that time huh. in our history, there's definitely a, a I would say a large part of our population who would have felt that way. So yeah. that struck me immediately, and I love how that's flipped one hundred percent. When you see uh, Regina King's character, and she has a, a, you know, she has her whole getup, and her, her, you know, obviously she's black, her cape is black, and it's completely the opposite. I love that. So just, just in case you missed it, Regina King's character is, um, where is it? Angela had it. Bar? Angela, yeah, up a, a bar, yes, Sister Knight. Yes. Is what her code name is. Yes, Sister Knight, which I love. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but to to sort of uh, add to what you're saying about that uh, the, that visual clue, the, f- the, the film that the 
the kid is watching that we come into the episode on um the the white sheriff is being chased by uh, uh a man in like a big black cape yep and the the sheriff is wearing all white and he's uh you know he looks like your typical uh cowboy hero mm-hmm. uh but when he's taken down he's taken down by don Cheadle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who who is the I guess the U.S. Marshal who takes down I guess yeah, I guess he's a, a government regulated hero of of some right. form, um, but it's such an inversion of of the typical uh, look, you know, and what you would expect. And and mm-hmm. and that's oh, I mean look, you look at what Watchmen's history is right and what it what it has been it's a you know a lot of people refer to it as a subversion of, of expectation in superhero comics or mm. you know whatever and this show is is doing a, a very similar thing. Um, who do you feel or speculate unless I missed it completely? Who the little boy was and the child that he ends up rescuing? Uh, yeah, I I. I didn't feel like I got a handle on that either. I feel like it's probably something we'll come back to. My my guess, just based on what we've seen, is probably the the old the old guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, that's what says I was he thinking. can says he can lift two hundred pounds. Which, by the way, I thought was I watched the episode twice. And when I watched it again, I, f- I I looked at what he said there with new ears, and um, I thought he was referencing stringing up Don Johnson's character later. I thought like because he's two hundred pounds, that's uh, you know about the weight of a of a of an adult male, right? Yeah, yeah. I I definitely I just watched it, like I just finished it maybe an hour and a half ago. So uh, I f- I on my first uh, watch of that when i first came to him i uh they show the the bus with the uh the american hero tv show or whatever and the um who's that what is that character called do you remember the the hanged man the hooded character? justice right hooded justice yes uh he's on the bus and so my initial thought was oh i bet that guy's hooded justice it's entirely possible. I definitely feel like he's an old time hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it if Lindelof is still going by Watchmen canon with that, though, I think, and that's and this is including like the before Watchmen stuff that uh, DC has published. I think Hooded Justice was a German weightlifter, if I recall correctly. You're probably right. Maybe he's not Hooded Justice necessarily. Maybe. That was supposed to make us think of him as, mm. you know, a, a heroic person or a hero character. So that that will most likely play a role later on. Um, and yeah. we know he's going to be a part of the show going forward, uh, that character. So there were a few big time allusions to how the world has changed since Watchmen. This is 2019. We're dealing with this is not like a few years after Watchmen resolves. And there are some clear hints Especially towards knowing that this this is definitely following up on the comic and not the movie, if there were any questions about that at all, because the squid is canon. 
that definitely happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. a squid rain that happens, and it, it appears to happen at random. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> we Je- Jess, Jess and I were watching. We both went, what the fuck? Yeah, very strange, and I don't know. I don't. I, I can't say I understand what that's supposed to, to, to mean. Um, and I, I really didn't put too much thought into it, honestly, because it's clearly not something that we can know right now. But when yeah. uh, when Angela is in the school and she's teaching a class, you can also see on the wall there's a, like a poster that says the anatomy of a squid. So clearly, you know, oh. the squid has taken on a new role, I guess you could say, in uh, the world since the events of Watchmen, which is pretty cool. Um mm. Also, Robert Redford, president, for thirty years. For thirty Did years, you catch that? Yes. Yeah, yes. I uh, yeah. So when you when you mentioned the the squid poster, I what well, I didn't see that at all. I was looking at the, I I think it was on her when they showed her, her left yes. side. Yep. There was a poster of the four important presidents, and it was I think it was Washington, Lincoln, Nixon, and Redford. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but then there's that moment where, you know, we, we kind of learned that Angela has some, some form of PTSD. At least that's mm-hmm. what I got out of it because she starts telling these kids all about her getting shot and, and, and whatnot. Um, also, uh, she said she grew up in, in Saigon. Where is that? That's in, uh, Vietnam. Um, thank you. Vietnam. Uh, she said Vietnam's a state, which is interesting. That's right. And of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. that's a callback. I'm almost positive to Dr. Manhattan going over there and, you know, shutting things down with the comedian in the comic, right? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I kind of just assumed that it was uh, an after effect of, of Vietnam, but I guess I guess that does track, like, if Manhattan and comedian win Vietnam, like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. I um, put that together. But she, but she, she, again, you know, goes into this whole backstory about how she was shot and whatever. And she's telling this to a classroom full of kids, which is extremely awkward. Mm. Um, but I, I'm, it makes me really interested in her past and, and what, you know, beyond that, what she's been through. Because that's going to be really interesting going forward. And how she got to be Sister Knight. Right. And like where that came from, and how she got involved with the the state, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the kid uh, makes a sort of like racist comment mm-hmm. about Redfordations, which I guess is this world's version of reparations, which ended up happening. Tracks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't clear on on even if he was saying saying it wrong, like if it was like, oh, he's a kid, he doesn't know how to say reparations, but. The second time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's saying Redfordations. Yeah, it sounded like he was saying something specific. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he says it... Twice. Two or Yeah, two or three times, because he's asked to repeat it. Uh, then he gets punched by her daughter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, so, moving forward, uh, Angela and her husband, they have a mixed race family right that's what it seemed like yeah like they're both very black <laughs> but then they're, their kids they're pretty are black not. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like very dark yeah. they're very dark uh 
but yeah, the the kid that is in the the class, like almost looks white. Like, she, yeah, she looks so, like a lot of mixed race kids that I've seen before. Yeah, it made me kind of wonder if uh, if maybe she. Um, so, uh, and I I had this thought pretty pretty well after, but so if if Regi- wait, what's her name? What's the lady's name? Oh, Angela Regina King. Angela, I almost called her Regina King. <laughs> uh, if Angela. It is the the baby that the little boy picks up after the race riots. Then, I guess it's possible that she might have, uh, you know, uh, a fondness for adoption, and she would want to, you know. But that's that's extrapolating pretty far. It is, but that does make sense to me. That, that that I could definitely see that being a possibility. But we'll, I'm sure we'll hear about that more. Mm-hmm. What I love about that, though, is that, again, there's a lot of focus on keeping blacks and whites center in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and such a good job is done. Look at the classroom. There's nothing but black and white kids, you know. Um, the cops are all black and white. Um, and again, you know, who the hell knows exactly what, where that's going to go, but I just love the way this world looks right now because it feels like I'm being set up for something that, uh, we've never seen on television before. Not quite like this, but again, there's so many references to watch. I love when, uh, Regina's, uh, teaching them about the the eggs and, and whatnot and, uh, Obviously, you get the smiley face there. But when she was talking, I got, uh, I felt as though she was um, saying how the second you introduce something that's not uh, the white into into it, that it like it changes or whatever. There was something to that. Oh, the 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 protein. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the egg whites. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, uh, we were just very uh, intrigued at the way she was pulling the egg whites out of the egg, or the mm-hmm. egg yolks out of the egg with that bottle. We've never, I've never seen that. Have you seen that before? No. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. That's culinary wizardry. I've never, never, ever seen that before. <laughs> um, but that, let's talk about Don Johnson's character. Because, and he, he was, he played... Um, Judd, I really, really fell in love with his character uh, here in this episode because he, you know, he brought that Don Johnson quality to him. He's I, Nash Bridges, man. Yeah, I remember watching him on Nash Bridges, Oof. and um, he still has that swagger uh, all these years later. Um, and I'm, I'm so bummed that his character ended up dying here because. He he was he he felt like he was so important, mm. and frankly, he's important to the fact that what am I watching for now? Yeah, I came here for Nash Bridges, and now Nash Bridges is gone. <laughs> what am I? What am I supposed to do? Uh, yeah, no, he he was a uh, a fascinating character to follow because 
I think I think even up to the the very last trailer we saw, I was pretty convinced he was going to be the leader of the the Rorsch, the Rorschach mm. gang, the Seventh Cavalry. Yeah, um, just because of the way that whole thing is framed. Right, well, it's a bunch of ra- racist white guys. I mean, you know. Don Johnson's Johnson. character probably a racist old white guy like it is what it is <laughs> yeah you know I love like I simultaneously hate that he died and love it at the same time because again it is that callback to Watchmen where like the comedian died and you know he's he remained a presence throughout mm-hmm. um, but his death was extremely important and it's it's how it's basically how things begin um, it's the mystery that starts this ball rolling uh Mm. on the side of you know the heroes i guess if you want to call them that and so i don't feel like we've seen the last of him by any stretch i believe that we will see flashbacks and whatnot i sort of wonder if we're gonna see him come back in in terms of like flashbacks or just at all at all like i i wonder if no 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 wait i think I'm wondering if he actually died. Whoa. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting here talking about how the whole, the whole, you know, beginning of the show was all about subverting the expectations. Right. And, you know, uh, that character's whole jam was setting up certain expectations for who he was and what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Yeah. I, I wonder if we're, we're going to see him in, in the form of, uh, you know, uh, a villain against sister Knight as sort of that, you know, uh, echoing the, 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 the film. Yeah. Uh, it's entirely possible. I, I'm so intrigued by their relationship mm. because they seem to be so close, but it didn't it didn't feel, you know, like love, um, like romantic love, but it also wasn't necessarily paternal love. So I'm I'm dying to know what their relationship was like, and I would hate for him to not be explored again at all. Mm. But I kind of feel like dead means dead in this situation. But I think this show can throw some curveballs and that would be that would certainly be one of them. Yeah, and I I I am inclined to agree, but I also think that you know there seems to be a lot of technology and and sort of resources available to this guy. So you know, I think I think similar to the way Ozymandias turns in in Watchmen, I think he could do it. And nobody, you know, in theory, nobody would find out until he wanted them to. Right. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, know, how many times have we seen Batman do it? It's just a neck brace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, So let's talk about Seventh Cavalry a little bit, because that's the the Rorschach group. They're the white supremacists, Mm. or at least I feel that that that, that they are white supremacists. It sounds like what their jam is. Yeah. Yeah. now, for those of you who recall Watchmen well, you'll remember that Rorschach had a journal. And Rorschach's journal was filled with his thoughts. 
and they didn't just include the events of Watchmen, they included all of his thoughts, and Rorschach had some wild thoughts. Now, this journal falls into the hands of this kid at, at the end of at the end of Watchmen and is clearly the impetus for the Seventh Cavalry. The, I assume the implication we're supposed to receive is that they're basically using Rorschach's journal as like a Bible. And they would already know that Adrian Veidt lied and that the squid was a uh, was a you know, was planned. It was it was a mm. conspiracy. Mm. Um, so they're, it's funny because they're not wrong about that part of mm. what they're doing because they do go on like a whole spiel. There's a video that, that, the, that the cops watch of them talking about different things like that. And when the one guy that, that uh, Regina King uh, captures is being interrogated, he is asked, do you believe that um, that, that whole thing was a, was a conspiracy? And he says, maybe. Mm. But they Great. know. Great scene, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god. That pod scene. That was that was incredible. Like yeah. That was a Rorschach test in and of itself, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like in in a, in a more modern way. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I I straight up love that, and that character to me uh, was super fascinating. Uh, Looking Glass was his name. Okay, L G. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did call him L G, but I wasn't sure what that stood for. Uh, played by Tim Blake Nelson. Have yes. you ever seen uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I sure haven't, but I have seen the Hulk. <laughs> seen he the was Hulk? He, he was the leader. Yeah. Oh. In in the the Edward Norton version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh man, I it's been a long him. time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, he plays against uh, George Clooney and oh the guy from. So many fucking things. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's tremendous, tremendous. Uh, cool. Yeah, um, I was really happy to see him in this role, and like mm. you said, that scene was was uh, really incredible. And just his mask, right? Like his yeah. mask was crazy. Um, the way it, ref- it it reflected everything, and yeah, I don't know how he sees out of that, but all right. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't quite know how to feel about 7th Calvary. They have a little bit too much manpower and firepower to just be a grassroots organization, in my mind. These dudes had a plane. They had a minigun. Um, you know, they, they clearly have a lot of resources and things that lead me to believe that they're not working by themselves. Uh, I mean... There are a lot of guns in Oklahoma. <laughs> are there a lot of miniguns in Oklahoma? I mean, by no stretch of the imagination would I be surprised. That, that, that scene happened in Oklahoma is the probably the most believable scene in, in this show. Oh boy. Oh, that's scary. Uh, plane, uh, the plane, uh, it didn't quite look like it, but it could have been like a crop dusting plane. Oh, hmm. Uh, yeah. so, you know, some, some rich farmer, right. uh, you know, could, could believe in all this and, and that's, uh, 
you know, that's the whole thing. So, and, and it certainly was, you know, a farm and everything else. So you might be right. That was a very intense scene. You spoke about intensity earlier, and that was a very tense scene. I mean, um, uh, Sister Knight was hiding behind the the carcass of a dead cow that was being exploded apart by every minigun shot, and she lived. Yeah. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get to a point where we're like, girl, you are running out of cow. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved the action here, man. I, I thought that yeah. uh, they did such a good job of showcasing the action, whether it was, you know, the fight, the little fight scenes that we got earlier where she was running around punching guys. Um, mm. Or then a little later after the minigun stops bombarding them and she gets inside and she's going hand to hand. Uh, I thought it was very well shot uh, and, and well choreographed. It didn't feel over the top. The Watchmen fights, uh, they're very gritty. You know, these aren't, they're not necessarily well-trained combatants mm. in the comics. Mm. Like Rorschach just punches people, you know. Uh, and I love that they kept that. She's not necessarily this great martial artist. She just has a will to beat the crap out of you. Well, and... What, especially in that, in that uh, particular scene where she, you know, busts into the trailer, she's looking to stop, stop these people. Right. You know, it's not, it's not just, I'm going to beat the shit out of these people. It's, no, you're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coupled with survival. So. Interesting that the guy that she was trying to capture uh bit down on that cyanide pill and killed himself i believe it's a cyanide pill um yeah, i think that's what, what it seemed called. like yeah. yeah yeah uh he didn't want to be interrogated obviously and so again mm-hmm. is it because he's just a a random dude in a grassroots you know racist organization or because there's something more behind the curtain that it would be really bad for him to expose if he were interrogated it could go either way obviously the grassroots organization still wouldn't want their secrets to be known so yeah, there were several cyanide pills right that they handed out yeah um that was the guy that killed the officer that set all this off though yes wasn't it okay you wait the guy that she was fighting uh the guy that we saw bite the cyanide pill uh i don't i don't think so i think that was a different dude i, I could be wrong it very well could have been, but I feel like it wasn't. Um, in any event, we should probably talk about the police. Hmm. Because the police are completely different than what we're used to. And the first time we see a cop is in the scene with the guy that you referenced. Uh, where it, you know, it appears to just be this farmer guy who's pulled over uh, by a cop. A black man who is wearing a yellow mask over his face we saw this in the trailers um and it has a whole different context when you're actually watching the show yeah it Be- really does yeah well, the first thing that that, sh- that i noticed that struck me is that the cops are very very restrained and uh held back here he couldn't even access his weapon without authorization from home base and that, that's what ends up getting him killed Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the tension when he's trying to get that oh, weapon like yeah. i said that's that's the scene that i was referencing that um to me like you could you could feel the nine panel grid yeah uh oh, boy. working yeah, and then point. and then just the 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 twist when he finally gets it out 
Yep. And I, f- I strongly felt confused by that scene, but also I liked it a lot because I wasn't sure what message I was supposed to receive. And, and of course, ultimately, you, you figure it out for yourself. Um, I took that as, hey, in, in the real life, this same thing, if you reverse the races and you remove the restraints, the black dude might end up dead, just like the black cop did. But in this scenario, it's the black cop who doesn't have access to what would save him. And this is what it seems like we're asking for, right? We're asking for cops to have less ability to just fly off the handle in a moment of fear or in a moment of anger or whatever. This was clearly a tense moment for this man, a moment where having his gun would have saved his life and he most likely would have used it, but he couldn't. Um, So it's almost as if, hey, it's almost as if Damon is saying, hey, this is what you guys are asking for. This is how that kind of thing might really play out. Um, And I could be reading too deeply into it. That was what I got out of it. But again, more than anything, it paints a picture of a very different world than ours. Or one maybe not too dissimilar. (laughs) Sure. I guess I mean in the sense that the cop was not the one in control. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And especially he when he comes up to the car like it or the the truck it, yeah. it definitely seems like he's the one that's got the power um i he, felt the opposite the, really yeah i felt the exact the, opposite got the bright light he's got the for me i didn't feel the the loss of the the cop's power until he can't get his weapon cuz he 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 states for the record that he's recording it he says the time the date uh, to me, that didn't. I mean, it just seemed like he was following procedure. I felt that part to me felt more. I don't know, Judge Dread. I guess. I see that. It for me, it felt extremely rigid, and like they were so protecting themselves against accusations that they mm-hmm. had to be as by the book as possible, which I interpret as a loss of power. Mm. Uh, I, f- I find it interesting how we came out on different sides of that but um, again I think it's one of those things where it's kind of open to however you feel um, mm. but the police are in league with the vigilantes oh, I mean unless you unless it's more apt to say that the vig- vigilantes are the police because Regina King is a cop right yeah she definitely yeah. is. Her 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 donut spot doesn't exist. It's a it's a it's a sham. It's just a way for her to have something to say that she does during the day. Um and that was the same thing with the cop who died. Uh he, his wife was asked, "What does he say he does when he's on shift?" So cops their identities are secret and they wear masks. I mean, they're vigil they're 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 they're, they're vigilantes. I mean, I guess that's the wrong word. That's the wrong phrase. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're the vigilantes. I think, I, I think there's a, uh, an, anonymity there that's meant to protect them. You know, right. so so they don't go. So the, I, I assume, so the Seventh Cavalry doesn't go after family. Uh, Which, but, yeah. Uh, but we do see that, you know, along with Sister Knight, there are other, uh, vigil- I would call these people vigilantes just because we don't necessarily know their, 
uh, status. Uh, the guy, uh, this guy, the guy in the red. It's called the Red Scare, apparently. Yeah. Yep. A faux Soviet bruiser. I think he had a badge. He, yeah, he very well may have. And and I assume LG is a cop as well. I he he had a badge. Yeah, he definitely had a badge. When he was in when he was in the uh, hospital, he had a badge. So the cops okay. do adopt identities outside of just being police. But that's it's too hard to make anything of that. I wonder. I wonder if it's like a promotion, <laughs> like you being know, a detective. You make, yeah, you make detective. You get to pick your own identity or whatever. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah. So I guess for me, the only other thing that because all of this is big ideas and a, a, mm. a very dynamic and vibrant world that's as different today from our world but also similar as Watchmen was different but also similar from the world uh, when it came out mm. and I love all that but one episode deep it's too hard to really know what to make of everything the yeah. last two pieces of the puzzle that I really want to discuss before we wrap are the fact that uh, Judd had I, I mean I, I assume that was Night Owl's uh, uh, flying the, uh, Archimedes. Yeah, Archimedes. Yeah, yeah. The 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 owl ship. Yeah. What the hell yeah. was that about? Yeah. Wild. It 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 for a brief second it made me wonder. Wait, is he? Is That's he what I now? thought too for a hot. And second. then I went, and then I was like, "Is the girl light out?" Because he was flying it with some some other woman. Yeah, I I dis I dispatched that thought. Because it felt like it would mean more if Damon was able to bring, you know, those characters out later. Those, you know, those OG Watchmen characters. Yeah, yeah. But for him to have that means that there's some relationship. There has to be. I mean, yeah, even if it's just, oh, yeah, we got got that whole thing as an anonymous donation uh, some 25 years ago or something. Right, right. Um... And but then of course the last thing is uh, Adrian Veidt, played of course by the incomparable Scar from Lion King. Yeah, Jeremy Irons, the man, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time for sure. Mm. I gotta tell you, um, I was too distracted and didn't feel like he really looked or sounded or acted like I would expect uh, Ozzy to behave. It was just, it, it didn't feel right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there's something going on with his, his butler and his maid for sure. Yeah. I think <laughs> like it felt, it felt like they might be like robots or something. Right. That's pretty likely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't necessarily feel like he didn't feel like Ozzy, uh, he just, you know, I, I think there wasn't enough to go off of. Sure. Um, so. Yeah, we'll we'll see going forward. Um, the anniversary that they were referencing, not a birthday, but an anniversary, I assumed was, you know, the ex-anniversary of him 
saving the world or changing the world. Uh, yeah, gotta be, right? Back in Watchmen. Yeah, I, that's the only thing that would make sense to reference unless it's something that we don't know about. What the hell else would that be? Yeah, like maybe maybe the um, uh, the anniversary of him going into hiding and, you know, having this castle or whatever. Yeah, don't know. But, um, yeah, again, like you said, there's not too much to go off of, but... I'm wondering what role he's going to play in what's happening with every other main character and why we need him in this series. Like, he would have to appear because he didn't die. And, you know, a lot of the way the world is now can be attributed to him and what he chose Mm -hmm. to do. But he just seems bigger than all of this. But he did. He seemed bigger than it all in Watchmen. And we saw that one. So did you see the... um the the preview of what's coming up for the rest of the season sure did it seems like i guess the answer is he's gonna try again yeah he's 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 got something up his sleeve and it appears to yet again have something to do with dr manhattan because he tells his butlers Oh, I wrote a new play, and it's called, you know, whatever the tragedy of the watchman, the watchmaker's son. Yeah. Which, of course, that's what uh, Doctor Manhattan was when he was still a human. He was a watchmaker's mm-hmm. son, and we saw someone with a blue hand in that in mm-hmm. that sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. So, looks like the doctor's coming back, and also on one of the video screens earlier in the episode, you could see a blue man mm-hmm. on Mars. Mm-hmm destroying some kind of construct Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he's alive and unless that was old footage um but based on what we saw in the sizzle reel i'm assuming he's alive and we will deal with him yeah yeah it didn't strike me as old footage right so yeah um do you have anything else you want to throw down before we get out of here uh oh the music uh was very good tremendous Done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, right? I believe. I believe Atticus. I Ross didn't catch that name. I was too. I was too busy going. Trent Reznor. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, tremendous, tremendous. So good. Yeah, and 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 a lot of HBO shows have great music to them. Yeah, it was Trent and Atticus. They work together a lot. Um, oh wow. Okay. But uh, uh, this show has standout music, and I cannot wait for the soundtrack to drop i'm not sure if it's out yet um if it is i'll be listening to it a day ago on i guess pitchfork and rolling stone it sounds like there are going to be three watchmen albums yeah yep i saw this i saw this when i looked it up uh to make sure trent Reznor was who i thought it was (laughs) um so that's three watchmen albums and if they all are as good as what we heard in the one hour of this television show, then this is going to be phenomenal. So, uh, just you know, to wrap things up, is this a show that you are wanting to follow and 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 watch going forward? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I I think I my my impulse is still to be like nah, but. <laughs> I I think I am still pretty interested, and I'm I think I'm surprised that I am. 
um, the it's very very well made, and um, I think that uh, you know if this is if this is what HBO wants to to follow Game of Thrones with and make their new you know benchmark series, I so far just based on this episode they could do a lot worse. Totally, and. I think a lot of the criticism that I've seen of the show um, before it started has started to fall away and give way to, oh, wow, this is actually really good. And I'm happy for that. There are still quite a few people who are mad about the fact that they, you know, went through without Alan Moore and all that kind of stuff, which you're never going to get away from. Never going to happen. Yeah. And that and that's never going to happen. Um, but life goes on. Uh, yeah. so for me, I'm just enjoying the show for what it is and treating it as if it's, you know, not obviously it has its relationship to Watchmen, but I'm treating it as its own thing and giving it its own opportunity to succeed or fail. If the first episode was yeah. bad. I wouldn't watch it anymore, but I enjoyed it a lot and I'm going to keep watching for sure. Mm. So yeah. as we said at the top, who watches the Watchmen? We do. We do. So, uh, if you guys want to catch up with more of us, if you've never heard us before, we're the Comics Pals. Normally, we talk about you know all things comics, comic book shows, movies, uh, actual comic books, you know. Um, and you can follow us every week on our regular show where we do do that. And of course, we're on social media at the Comics Pals, all podcast hosting platforms. You can find us at the Comics Pals, and you can write to us at the Comics Pals at gmail.com. So if you like this and want to hear more of this, you can definitely hit us up in any of those ways and let us know. So with that, we are out of here. Take care, guys. Peace.